Hey, this is Chris from Play Comics over at PlayComics.com, and you're listening to Odd Dad Out. Beginning Odd Dad Out podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, as always, the really having a kind of shitty couple of weeks, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out, and this is a show where I normally empty my brain out of all of its crap. I tell you about some news shit that makes to make fun of, and that wasn't even intelligible, but I'm just going to roll with it. And I usually tell you about a podcast you should be listening to. And all of this is usually because I'm just not doing any of that today. Because I'm, yeah, <laughs> it's just the way it is. It, it's it's one of those long rambling sort of days. And it, I don't even know how long it's going to be, honestly. This is the, I'm just going to tell you now. This is the show that I probably was going to do last week. Had things not happened the way they happened last week. And with a little splash of what I've done since. So if you aren't aware, if if you follow me on the social medias, which, come on, why aren't you following me on the social medias? Um, you would know that last week we had to put down our, I say put down, I hate that phrasing. Um, we had to put Emmett to sleep. And if you were listening to the last show, I was talking about how he had been sick and, you know, at, at, at this point last week, he hadn't eaten for three weeks, like nothing really substantial, nothing like a full meal or anything. Um, we had gone in, you know, we'd had blood work done and we'd taken him in to have his teeth done because we thought, well, look, he's eating weird. He's he's like nibbling at his food. Maybe there there's like something wrong with his teeth and he, he's, he's something hurts so he can't chew right. So maybe he, he's just having trouble there. So we'll have his teeth looked at and maybe that's why he's not eating because it hurts too much. And he came back from that and they said, no, his teeth are fine. He needed a cleaning, but otherwise his teeth are fine. There's no troubles there. And because all of this was related to he's not eating. Well, why isn't he eating? What's going on? And so they suggested, hey, let's, well, we've got him uh, uh, sedated for the dental exam. Let's go ahead and do some x-rays. They did an x-ray of his head to see maybe there's something they didn't see with the dental exam. And they did a, a torso body uh, abdominal, whatever you want to call it, uh, x-ray. And long story short, they didn't find anything. Um, the, the doctor said she looked, it looked like, uh, I think she said like his, his spleen or something like that. One of those lesser organs was a little enlarged, but that actually makes sense because he was being treated for a thyroid condition. So, He's like, well, okay, he has a thyroid condition that messes with your organs and size and swelling and growth and all this craziness. And so that all, that made sense. And she couldn't really see anything else and nothing that could, especially nothing that could explain not eating. 
there's nothing they could find in like stomach and she'd like checking, you know, doing the pelvic, you know, abdominal exam. You know, they sit there squish around and try and feel it's like, are there any lumps or is there any growths or anything out of place? And they couldn't find anything. And she sent the x-rays out to a radiologist who basically came back with the same thing. Like there's nothing conclusive. There's like, yeah, there's a little bit of, of like fluid in his chest and there are some, again, enlarged organs, but nothing that would explain him not eating. And again, at this point, it had been three weeks and he'd gone from like throwing up a lot of whatever he did eat to not eating his regular dry food to like one day where we could get him to eat wet food. And like, you know, the, the standard, if your dog's sick, give him a uh, boiled chicken and rice. We did that. It didn't help. And he wouldn't eat it and he ate it for like one, a little bit of it for one day. And then he wouldn't eat it. We tried everything just working our way down. I was like, okay, here's hot dog, just chunks of hot dog and hand feeding him chunks of hot dog. And he'd nibble at him, but then nothing. And the next come the next day, he wouldn't even eat that. And everything we'd try, he'd try it once. And then come the next time he wouldn't touch it. And this progressed and it was getting softer and softer foods to the point where we actually ordered like puppy milk and um, basically like ensure for dogs and a syringe and we're hand feeding him like force feeding him with a syringe, this stuff like puppy milk and this dog ensure. And again, we got him to take it for a day, but come the next day, nothing. We couldn't do get anything. No. So, we just, we were at a loss because by the time the results came back from the radiologist, it had been three days since he'd had anything, nothing. And come that previous Sunday after all of the, the milk stuff and he stopped taking that, he couldn't even keep water down. He would drink water and then he would promptly throw up all over the house. So he was not getting anything into his system at all in the last few days. Meanwhile, he's lost about 20 pounds. And, you know, he dropped a ton of weight when he got his, you know, started getting his thyroid medication and all that. Also, he hasn't been able to take his regular medication because he's not eating. So I can't give him his medication, but you know, he's not eating and he's just shriveling up and every day and he's just laying around and he'd just move from laying on the couch to laying on his bed in our room, and that's it. He would go from his spot in one room to his spot in another room, maybe twice a day, and that was it. And that was that was it for his last few days. And by this point, again, three weeks without any substantial food in his system, he's shriveling up. And when the radiologist report comes back and they say they can't find anything, the only option that our doctor had left for him, she was like, okay, well, I can refer you out to a specialist and they can do some ultrasounds and see if maybe there's something that we can't see because of x-rays because x-rays are more for hard masses like bones. So they don't see the soft tissue and the organs as well. But you know, it's okay. Go out and get referred out to a specialist for them to do that. And if they see anything, maybe they can do some biopsies, maybe what, you know, go from there. But up to this point, 
Nothing has given us any direction. It is just test, nothing, test, nothing, test, nothing. And so we ended up looking at it as a matter of, okay, if we get a referral out to a specialist, then we have to schedule an appointment with the specialist and find maybe they can't see us for two, maybe two or three days. And then you do their test. And then we're waiting another day or two for the results from any of their tests. Meanwhile, every single day that goes by without an answer and a solution, he's not eating and he's wasting away in front of us. And we didn't want to put him through it anymore. And so I made the decision. I say I made the decision because I was the one that was there. Um, Rihanna was at work. She knew that it was a possibility. She didn't think it was going to happen, but she knew it was a possibility. And so we had agreed if there was no course of action that was not going to prolong his problem, then we would stop his problem. And so I made the decision. I called her at work and more. I texted her at work and told her that she needed to get over there. Her boss already knew that she was, there was a possibility she was going to have to leave. And so, you know, she made her way over and, you know, the doctors got everything ready for him and they, you know, gave him uh, meds to calm him down and, you know, I get to sit there with him and spend actually a pretty good amount of time with him before we were ready. So, you know, Rihanna got there and she was already a mess. And well, well, she's on her way there. I'm a mess and I'm trying to hold it together because I've got Sam with me. And, you know, I'm just sitting there with him on the floor and he's again, very doped up by this point. (laughs) And he's, you know, he's just laying there. He wasn't, not that he wasn't doing much else before, but you know, he's just, he's just there and he's kind of ready. He, we, we got the feeling that he had stopped trying, that he'd given up. He knew that it was his time and it sucked because we knew that he didn't have much more time. He was going to be 12 this week and then that's pretty old. I think you know the expected lifespan on a Dalmatian lab was only maybe 15 years. I think they said like 10 to 15 years. So we knew that the time was near. We knew he didn't have a lot longer, but we didn't like seeing him wasting away like that. And even when we knew that it was a near time, it sucked. It sucked to see it. It sucked to be through it. And it sucked sitting there watching him hurting and not having any answers and not being able to do anything for him and just feeling like it was 
my fault. Like I did something wrong. I couldn't find out what was wrong. I couldn't help him. And, and I just didn't, I didn't know. And it sucked. And Rihanna got there and I tried to, you know, stay brave. And the, the lady up at the front at the, in the vet's office, she basically had Sam with her up at the desk and printed off some coloring pages. And he was sitting there up here, up in the front coloring with her while we were in the room with Emmett. And, and, you know, eventually we told him that we were okay, that it was okay for the doctor to come in. They basically gave us all the time we needed. You know, it was, you know, really, you know, we went and let them know it was time. And she came in and, you know, Emmett always said he, he always, you know, when he's on the clock, when we're around, he, he's guard dog. His job was to protect us and keep other people away from us. So if anybody was around, if we're there and anybody came around, his job is to be between us and anybody else and protect us and growl and bark and raise a big fuss and keep other people away from us because it's his job. He's supposed to protect us. And again, he was really doped up. <laughs> and so, you know, he was not too enthusiastic about trying to do that job. He'd actually tried nipping at the doctor's shoes when she first walked in, but he didn't hardly have much fight left in him. You know, and so she even knew that he was, he was gone. He was ready he didn't have the energy to fight anymore. And so when she came in and we're sitting there with him on the floor and Rihanna's holding his head and and we're trying to hold it together but failing miserably and she gives him his shot and and he he starts growling at her just like this half-hearted, just like trying to growl and be, and still act tough all the way to the end. I was like, no, I've, I've got to growl at the doctor because she's here. I can't, like, I got to, I got to growl at her because that's what I got to do. It's my job. And she gave him the shot. And I just put my hands on him and and then he closed his eyes and then he stopped breathing and he didn't fight and he didn't I've heard that it can be really dramatic that it can be really a scary thing when our boxer Cheyenne had cancer and we had to go through this. I wasn't there. Rihanna was there. And she said that after they gave her the, the shot that she was fighting it, that she was scared, that she was panicked and she was, and you, you get and so that's what I was prepared for. That's what I was told to be expecting 
but he didn't. He had no fight left in him. He just went to sleep. And we just sat there. And even after Hannah got up and went out to check on Sam, and I stayed in there with him for a little more, and I was just expecting him any second to get up and growl at me. And then he didn't. And I had to leave the room and just leave him there on the floor for them to take care of him. And we came home and we let Jasper out of his kennel. And we went and picked the boys up from school and then had to explain to them what happened. And you know, we, we took Jasper with us to get the boys from school because he'd been caged up all day and we didn't want to put him back in there. And so I knew as soon as they saw him in the car, the first question was going to be, where's Emmett? And they kept asking and we're like, okay, what do you guys want for dinner? Where's Emmett? Like, no, no, what do you want for dinner? Well, well where's Emmett? Okay, let's go get burgers. Okay. And we get home. And they're all excited because we got Burger King and they're all excited. And mom's home and, and we got Burger King. Where's Emmett? Finish your dinner. Like, okay, where's Emmett? And Charlie figured it out. And I had to calm him down because I didn't want him to scare the boys. And after dinner, we all sat down and told the boys what happened. And... This was at maybe four in the afternoon. And they cried themselves to sleep that night. Because that is how long we all were having to... <laughs> we, we, we didn't stop the whole night. We... All of the boys went to sleep, crying, still upset, not knowing what to do. The next day, when you wake up, and the dog who has been there every day of your life, for all of the boys, Charlie is the only one who ever had you know, six months of his life. We didn't have him at But all of the others, from the minute they were born, their entire lives, he's been a part of it. So much of our lives revolved around, you know, Emmett needs to be fed here. He needs his, med he, like, he has to be fed at a certain time because he has to take his, his medication. And he needs this. And we can't go, like, if, if company comes over, we have to make sure we have him outside first so that he can come in after they're already in the house or he's going to get upset. You know, we can't watch certain TV shows because he doesn't like that theme song. <laughs> there are too many, there are too many birds on that show. He, he doesn't like it or. And, and so many things in our house, in our life. 
Like I had to get, you know, I have to get up and swing my legs wide when I get out of bed because he would be asleep next to my bed and <laughs> right there if I uh, step on him. Even now, I still <laughs> swing my legs wide because I'm just so used to doing it, even though he's not there. And I still expect him to start barking whenever somebody knocks on the door or we get a package delivered. And it sucks. And we miss him. We all do. And the boys are still trying to deal with it. And we waited a few days to pick up his bowl and his bed and move his stuff. And the only reason we did it was because we had to move the kennel that we were using for Jasper. And oddly enough, we had to do all that because... <laughs> That all happened Tuesday. On Wednesday, I woke up to a dead tortoise. We're still coming off of everything from Tuesday night. And I wake up Wednesday morning to the tortoise, who I've talked about before, um, not moving. Now, every morning I get up, I go turn on her little heat lamp. I'd set some food out for her, you know, I'd sit there and kind of, you know, pat her on the shell or pat her on the head to wake her up and get her moving. And like, otherwise you'd just be a lazy bump and sit there in her little cave for, you know, half the day. Like, no, you need to get up and get out to your little sunspot and eat and all that. And I go to tap her and she doesn't get up. She doesn't start, you know, blinking at me or you know, retract her head back into her shell or anything. And I pick her up and check her out. And she's like ice cold. So I go and run water on her. It's like, okay, maybe she's just really tired. She just got a little too cold last night and she's not waking up because reptiles and cold air and all that. Okay, fine. I go and run some more water over her and didn't move. Nothing. So, yeah, I wake up to a dead tortoise and I put her back in her cave and her little where she would sleep. And I let the boys know after school and I told them, do not tell mom because she doesn't need this shit right now. She was still having a bad day Wednesday after everything Tuesday. And she, one more thing she didn't need. And so Thursday, she took another day off and we just spent the day doing shopping and watching and playing games and watching movies and doing everything we could to distract ourselves from everything in the house. And we took Shelby over to the vet <laughs> to make that call. Like, hey, so, um... Funny story and went in and took her in there so that she could be cremated as well because we're having Emmett cremated. Um, so he will have a nice cedar box with 
his paw print and all of that nice stuff with his ashes in it. And he'll sit with our boxer, Cheyenne. And they will be together again. And we went and got one of those living urns for Shelby. Figured we didn't want to have a a shelf full of boxes of dead pets. So it just started getting really morbid. And so we ordered one of those big uh, living urns, you know, where you mix the ashes in with the soil and it, uh, they put a, there's a tree in it. And so we'll have, we have a living urn for Shelby. And by the way, if you ever look into one of these things for a pet, they're fucking huge. Like, fucking huge in the picture you think it's gonna be like you know i don't even know a few inches high or whatever that it's gonna be like just a little like maybe a large coffee mug or something wide it's like no this thing's like a gallon the the whole planter urn part of this thing is like a gallon jug and it's uh porcelain or or it's ceramic and yeah, it's fucking huge. And then the the tree that we ordered, which they, uh, to make sure that there's, you know, you have the planter before you have the tree, they ship the tree like a week later. And so the tree that we got is a, a pretty little ficus tree that'll grow. And so we'll have that. <sighs> yeah, fun times. All that in two days, and I'm I'm kind of fairly certain that she actually had died on Tuesday, just because that morning we wasn't really so much checking up on her and all of that because we were so worried about Emmett's appointment and everything going on with him, and you know taking care of him that day. That I'm fairly certain that she may have actually passed on Tuesday, but yeah, fun times. <laughs> And that's not even, that's not even the end of all of the pain and everything going on around here. But I'm going to stop for a minute. I'm going to play some promos. Why am I playing promos? Because I need to stop and recollect myself. And I will be right back. In a world of what are yous, welcome to the place where the answer is always human. My name is Natalie, and I'm the host of Some Kind of Brown. I was born and bred in the Southern Bible Belt of the U.S., and if you know anything about the South, growing up multiracial was some kind of an experience. Join me in this community where I share my stories, am joined by guests who share their own, and talk about pop culture events that affect us as mixed people. You can find Some Kind of Brown on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and most places you find podcasts. I'll see you there with some more Shades of Brown. horror thrillers and everything nice oh sorry i most definitely did not mean nice i'm natalie and i'm the host of a girl and her horror where i review a horror movie or show in five minutes or less from the haunting of hill house to us foreign and american classic and innovative i'll be covering them all look for a girl and her horror on your favorite podcast player there will be spoilers i hope you're not afraid of the dark
Yeah, I just played two different promos from two shows from the same person. Sue me. Just, I don't know. So, <laughs> I've, I've gotten my coffee. I've, I'm kind of breathing now. I'm still a little sniffly because, you know what? There's, uh, I'm just going to say, there wasn't a lot of time. Basically, the time where I was gone, that was the time you just listened. The time that you just listened to those promos was the time I've had to collect myself. You're welcome. Keeping it real on the Odd Dad Out podcast. Plug, plug, of course, you, you can find the links to those shows in the show notes. I'm trying to do more about reminding you that stuff's in the show notes. Because it's all there, and it's all on the website. But, yeah. So, you see, let's see, a bit of housekeeping. Show's not over yet, but a bit of housekeeping. With everything that has gone on, I have had to cancel four or five different interviews for National Podcast Post Month. There have been some that have I've rescheduled, but I basically, through the course of everything and generally the stress of trying to get all of that done, the stress of the what the post-production is going to look like on all of those and doing just all of the different interviews and all of the things, I decided to basically abandon my plan of 30 days of interviews because it was a lot of work that it was just getting to be too much to do. And with everything else going on, I just couldn't go through. I had, like I said, I, I had inter- I had canceled so many interviews and I've got such a limited schedule and I really felt shitty whenever I would approach people and be like, Hey, I want to interview you for the show, but Oh, I'm only available between noon and two o'clock on, on weekdays and maybe on Sunday afternoon. That's it. And I'd feel really shitty asking people to be on the show and then saying, well, I can only record on this time. And that's really, you know, a really minimal time frame and it sucked. I felt really shitty. And it's the same reason I'm not on a lot of other shows and you don't hear my voice very frequently with other podcasts is because as much as I want to, I don't have the availability to guest on a lot of places. And so, yeah, so I'm planning, I'm still planning to do the 30 days of episodes, but it will be kind of a combination of the interviews I have recorded, a couple that I've still got left that I am still going to do. And maybe I'll put, I'll have a couple more that I, that I'm intended to do, but as of right now, I'm not rushing. And if I can't do any more recordings after this week, then I can't, that's it. And I'll have, you know, regular episodes of, you know, short shows with me. And like I've done in the past with whatever the hell is going on that day and mix in some of the interviews. And I'll probably drop the interview ones for the weekends because that'll just be a lot easier because when I'm supposed to be with family, it leaves me the ability to be with family instead of recording for a daily thing. So I can work them in that way. And I've got a few of them done. And so that's that. Um, This month you're, the guest of the month this for October is going to be Kate from Ignorance Was Bliss. And basically, you may or may not notice uh, some overlap in the conversation for this month, as you'll hear for her segment in November, because literally this was a two-something-hour conversation to that we ended up. I was like, you know what, I'm going to split this up. And so there's parts of it that may end up just rolling through both sections. I don't know. Maybe you'll notice. Maybe you won't. If I hadn't said anything, would you even have known? I don't know. 
But that's that. So be on the lookout for that at the end of the month. But, you know, the episode title is All the Pains. Well, on top of all of the psychological, mental grief, pain, and the stress you know, of everything. So all of that that was going on, um, combine that with just like turns into massive stress headaches. Because on top of all that, and then trying to, you know, having all the interview stuff and all the headache and the, just the, the, the figurative headache and then turned into literal headaches with everything going on and all of that pressure and stress and, and headache, migraininess. And then my teeth started acting up. And by this last weekend, I, you know, I've talked in the past at this point. Like, if you don't know, I, I've had, you know, dental issues my whole life. Doesn't matter what I do. My teeth don't like me. And so I only have, <laughs> I've got a handful of teeth. I could probably count all of my real teeth on my fingers. And I've got, you know, partial denture in the front on the top. I don't have any molars. Eating is fun. Tons. Um, there's tons of things that I shouldn't eat, like chips. Because, you know, when you bite into a chip and then it breaks up into little shards, well, sometimes those shards turn and they stab you in the gums when you don't have anything there to chew them with. It's fun. Uh, eating is fun for me. Well, also, when you don't have a lot of teeth, especially when you're missing teeth in places, the remaining teeth tend to drift and to try and fill in the gaps. And so that's what I have. And a lot of my upper teeth where I have no molars and I don't have anything in the front, they tend to um, widen out. And so I have these really big gaps between my teeth, which when I am eating something, chicken, you know, ground beef, steak, just about any meat, really, because it's all kind of fibrous. But anything that, you know, really anything, it tends to get wedged in between those teeth. And it's, you know, as you're chewing and more food is trying to pack itself in there, it's wedging and it's putting more pressure on those teeth and it gets very painful. And if, you know, I it would, you know, eat a steak and after about halfway through steak, it's very difficult to take another bite without it hurting because it's just so much pressure pushing those teeth apart and cramming and is and so I, you know, have to very, you know, it, it, I've talked about how my wife and I will go and like have our date nights and get Olive Garden or get like Longhorn Steakhouse and get like steak or just get like chicken parm or chicken Alfredo because, uh, you know, Olive Garden chicken Alfredo is bomb. Uh, argue with me. Um, but I, I, it got to a point where anytime I eat anything and, and it would just start hurting more and more. And if I didn't take care of that and clear out those blockages quickly, it would very quickly progress to full-blown pain. Go from discomfort to pain and inflammation. And so over time, this eventually turned into, well, I'm feeling like chips and cavities and just, it's just, you know, at this point, since this last weekend, I have been in constant pain on one whole side of my face. And... We've talked about going in now that we've got good dental coverage going in and getting implants done or 
or having more of my teeth worked on something just so I can chew better because it, again, I don't have any molars. And so it's actually very difficult for me to eat a lot of things in a general sense. And so we've thought about having things done so that I'd be able to eat better to relieve some of the pressure, especially with the drift and doing something about the the drift in my teeth to keep that from getting worse. And to, so I'd be able to eat better and all those sort of things. And so now it's become more of a pressing issue of I have four teeth all on one side that hurt like hell. And, you know, again, if you know me for very long, you're aware I have a very high pain threshold, especially for dental pain, because I've been dealing with it my whole life. And I have a very high tolerance for pain meds. But it's just become a case of these teeth hurt where I can't eat. I've had a very difficult time eating anything remotely solid for about a week now. And so I have an appointment this Saturday. So at the time uh, I'm here right now recording this, I still have all of those teeth that I have intact and I have my denture in because if you listen to last week and I was really uh, hissy, it's because I didn't and like really, really lots of harsh S's and all that. It's because I didn't have my teeth in because they were hurting and I was stressing and all of that. But anyway, it may happen because the teeth that are causing me trouble right now are the ones that hold my denture in because I only have partial. They're basically like little metal hooks that hook inside between my teeth and hold it in place. So I don't have to use your polydent or anything like that. But those are the teeth that are causing me trouble right now. And it's entirely possible, and I'd say even likely, that they're all coming out this weekend. And so... I see a distinct possibility that come Saturday, I won't be able to wear my denture anymore. So I won't have any visible teeth in my smile, at least on the top. And we've considered, you know, looking at the cost of what if I get implants and get some, you know, get dental implants. They're fucking expensive. How would, you know, they've done, they've got things now where you get like four implants put in and then they, attach a full denture to it or just getting full dentures like what would the how would the insurance treat it and all these things and how's that all going to go down on a saturday morning because you know insurance companies and weekends so it's really something where we're looking into that and what are our options but it's entirely possible come this weekend i may be missing even more teeth or have none at all i don't know it's, it's just a whole big thing but it sucks and I've been in relatively constant pain for this entire week. And I've gotten promptly yelled at for not eating because, you know, I should be eating, especially under the circumstances of, of pet loss recently. I should be eating. But yeah, you know, I've, we've got all this emotional pain and all the now physical pain. And, you know, I'm that guy. My whole thing is. I bury myself in my work when I'm hurting, when I'm grieving, when I'm going through anything, I'm the bury myself in my work guy, which begs the question, well, then why wasn't there a show last week? If I'm the bury myself in my work guy, Uh, long story short, because my family aren't, I needed to be here 
for them. I needed to be dad. I needed to be husband. I needed to be support structure for everybody else and everything they were dealing with. I couldn't bury myself in my office working when they all needed me to be there because everything just happened. You know, my wife needed me for her mental health day to be there with her and go shopping and, and look at, at Halloween decorations at the spirit store because it made us all happy and we had a good time and we enjoyed our day and it got us away from everything at home that was sad. And they needed that and they needed me for that. And for me, it's a distraction. It's good. It's, it goes to, I like helping people and they needed me to be there and my priority needed to be with them not worrying about myself. And I've wanted to sit here and just dump all of this out on you guys. So you understand that everything that, you know, cause I, you know, I, I've said it before, my, my life and my world is an open book to you guys. You get me and all of me and the whole, everything that is me and all of my weirdness and all of the pain and all of the, everything that I go through and the frustrations and the, uh, everything you get that. And to a certain degree, I'm sorry. Because I I shouldn't unload all of my crap on you. But at the same time, the show is an outlet for me to get all of the crap out of my head in one way or another. Whether it's bitching about stupid people in the news. Or me fangirling out and being super excited about another podcast. Or guests that come on and just getting to talk to my friends. Or telling you about losing our dog. And so I'm the guy who buries myself in my work. I'm the one who sits there at the computer and finds a project and does a thing and does a thing and does a thing until I cannot go anymore. And Saturday night, dental pain and all, knowing I had to work on Sunday morning, I stayed up, even though I was home from work at like 10 at night. I sat down at my computer until 4.30 in the morning working on merchandise designs and redesigning duffel bags and backpacks and shoes and all the stuff in my merch store because they are things that aren't simple. It's not, you know, put a picture up and it turns it into a thing. It was the, okay, I've got a design and I have to make a thing and then tweak it and adjust it. And okay, how is the final thing going to look? Okay, well, that doesn't, this, the spacing of this isn't right. It's not going to, well, the lettering goes too far down. This isn't going to work. Okay, readjust it and, and move this. And, oh, this isn't aligned right. And doing all of those things and making all of the things and Like, well, if I have this in white, I need it in black too. How do I fix that? And I need to switch it and doing all of the things and basically completely revamped half of the items in my merch shop. Not that this is a plug, but hey, shop.odddadoutpodcast.com, plug, plug. Check out the stuff that I've worked, that I've been working on. Or again, if you're following me on the social media places, I've been showing it off. At Odd Dad Out on all the places. Just, yeah, there, that's done. But... See, all of those little breaks help keep, they they keep me from getting too far. I didn't do that for the whole first segment 
And again, yeah. I think I would have been fucked up in the middle of that to go to oddadoutpodcast.com in the middle of trying to not cry my face off. So again, still sniffly from all of that. But anyway, that's what I've done. And I've actually done it for several days now of just burying myself in that project of redoing designs. And, oh, now I've got to like, oh, well, I've only got this one kind of backpack and I it's it's only for this one design and well i need to have the other ones and i need a black one and i need a different design to go with this style and i and like redoing that and oh i'm gonna make shoes and there are shoes now by the way and and just making all the things just as a big distraction from all of the everything and if i'm working i'm not thinking about animals and I'm not thinking about headaches and I'm not thinking about my teeth and I'm not thinking about any of those things. And I'm just thinking about getting this thing done and look, it's done. Look at how awesome this is now. Look at this cool thing that I made. Isn't it awesome? And even if nobody buys them, because let's be honest, nobody buys them. Fucking like hundred some odd items in the shop. No bullshit. Nobody buys them, but they're there. The buttons and the magnets and the stickers and the shirts and the hoodies and the and the shoes and the the duffel bags and the backpacks and the binders and the the the, the all of the things and the throw pillows and and the all the shit that is there. But it's there for me as a distraction, for me to work on and me to make to take me away from all of the pains. <laughs> And all of the pains that I've been going through. Because I don't know any other way to do it. Because when I say that it's done and I've made a thing, even if nobody ever gets it, I still made a thing. Just like I do here. Even if nobody listens to the show, I I still made the thing. And I sat here and I got all of this out of my head and I dumped it all out for you. And if nobody listens to this, okay, but I did it and now I can go and now I can move on and (laughs) I can move on until the day when I'm called to pick up the ashes. And then it's all going to hit me again. And I'm probably going to end up designing a fucking new backpack or another shirt or another. There's a new shirt design I have to work on and I've got to make this new fancy thing. And it's like, oh, well, I need to get those leggings designed because Rihanna's given me so much crap about them. But you know what? I'm going to do it. Eventually, I'm going to do it. And, you know, I've I've got to, you know, (laughs) that's how I get through it. That's just what I do. I'll be editing podcasts and editing all the interviews I've done. And I've got a couple more interviews to do. And I'll bury myself in my work as best I can to get through it. (sighs) But enough fussing and crying and whining and, and depressing. And sorry that this was such a depressing episode and really not all that funny. But this is what I've been... This is where I've been. This is what I've been going through. (sighs) Hopefully, I'll be 
more upbeat and back to normal next week. We'll see. And I'll have all the promos and the, and the, and the stupid news and podcast plugs and all that stuff right before we roll into the end of the month and national podcast post month where everything is going to completely get tossed around. But that's not yet. That's still coming up. <sighs> but again, if you want to buy any of the merch shit that I've just spewed on about me redesigning again, shop at odd data or shop dot Of course, links to all the other stuff in the past episodes and all the spiel and, and links to subscribe to the show. All of that stuff is at you guessed it. Odd You can follow me on the social medias at odd I've said that before a few times. And until next week, oddballs, hopefully I'll be in better shape. Thank you and good night.